This podcast is brought to you by the College of Nursing at Brigham Young University. For more information about its programs, faculty, students, or alumni events, please visit nursing.byu.edu. If you've ever thought about being a mentor to first-year students, this episode is for you. Also, if you've ever wondered where the motto Learning the Healer's Art comes from, we'll learn this and more on today's episode of The College Handoff. Hey everyone, I'm Eliza Joy. And I'm Ryan Larson. Together, we will explore nursing careers and professional insights. With exclusive interviews for nurses working in jobs that you want to know about. Transferring info from one nurse to another. This is The College Handoff. Welcome back. In today's episode of The College Handoff, this year's recipient of the Alumni Achievement Award, Dr. Mary Williams, will share with us some of her thoughts on the history and legacy of the College of Nursing, and we'll learn where the motto, Learning the Healer's Art, actually comes from. We'll also talk with Haley Allen about BYU's first-year peer mentoring program. She'll tell us why first-year students should take advantage of this great resource and why seasoned nursing students can benefit from being a mentor. Let's get started. So each fall semester, the College of Nursing selects an individual to honor during homecoming week. Um, And this year, the college honors Dr. Mary Williams with the Alumni Achievement Award and appreciates her years of service as an associate dean. Williams was a nursing professor at the college for 41 years. 27 years were spent supporting five college deans. We are pleased to have her in studio today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's an honor. Um, So let's start with an obvious question. Five deans, that's 27 years in leadership, six months as an interim dean. How has the College of Nursing evolved over the past 40 years? Um, What I have seen happen over the past 40 years is that it has increased in excellence, national stature. It is known for many excellent things. And I think that uh, part of that uh, relates to the well-qualified faculty that we've been able to recruit. And I'll just tell you a little story that I think is why it has increased in stature. A number of years ago, um, President Irene, who was then Elder Irene, he was also the Commissioner of Education, came down to visit with Dean June Lafeson. And during that visit, she was telling him a little bit about some of the challenges that we were having within the college. And one of the challenges she outlined as being one of the most problematic challenges was to recruit well-qualified faculty. Because it really is well-qualified faculty that I think builds your program and makes it what it is. And so that day he promised her, and it was almost done in a prophetic sense, that if she would be prayerful, the well-qualified faculty would come. If you know anything about Dean June Lason, she's a very humble lady, and she followed exactly what he had asked her to do, and she prayed greatly and intensely and ongoing for well-qualified faculty to come. What I saw begin to happen is they came. And I um, see that promise still in effect today. 
with well-qualified faculty coming. The other thing that happened was as the well-qualified faculty started to come, they would talk about that they felt a spiritual drawing here. And what you started to see in those faculty is that they understood very clearly not only the mission of the university, but the mission of the College of Nursing. And there was this just drawing, a spiritual drawing for them to come. And let me just tell you what's happened because of the quality of faculty that have come that I've watched evolve over 40 years. So um, what we see now within the college, we see an excellent undergraduate program and a graduate program that is nationally ranked. We have a very small graduate program. And of all the graduate programs in the nation, we're nationally ranked, which is quite an achievement. The Nursing Learning Center is unequal to any other learning center um, around. It it stands out, and it's because of the learning strategies and methodologies that are at cutting edge, and they foster tremendous learning. And you'll see people come from all over the United States to see our learning center. It is a premier learning center. And then I think about our international uh, experiences, which have been there to provide our students with unique learning experiences, with varying cultures and peoples and healthcare systems. And the thing that happens when they experience it, now COVID stopped it for a little while, but what you see is that their perspectives are changed in significant ways. And what happens to them, they have an appreciation and a love for all of God's children. And what a powerful thing that, that, that has happened with that. The other thing that I've watched happen over the years is that we now have a very rigorous research program. And many, much of the research which is being done is nationally recognized um, and The kind of research that we're doing is making uh, significant contributions to the discipline of of health care and the quality of life for individuals. And so when I look at what has happened over 40 years, I think it is so closely related to that promise that President Irene made to June Lafeson many years ago. And I've watched that be fulfilled, and it continues to be fulfilled. And so that, to me, has been a very powerful thing to watch. You went over what what has changed, but what hasn't changed? What are some things that have have stayed the same um, between, you know, maybe it's spiritual focus or our holistic approach to to nursing? Um, What have you noticed that hasn't changed about nursing? Well, um, it's like I said, I think. The mission statement keeps us focused on spiritual aspects of healing and providing care and all of those kind of things. And so I think particularly after the 40th anniversary, and that was a miracle in and of itself, that that has not changed and it's only strengthened over the 40 years. Who we are, um, who the university is what we want to have happen with our students. 
That has not changed. What has changed is I think we do it better. Um, I actually wanted to ask you about the, the 40th anniversary. Um, you were part of the observation committee and developed the theme of learning the healer's art. So can you share kind of how that came about and how that how you made that happen? Well, interestingly enough, I was not in the meeting that it happened, oh, but wow. I'll tell you what happened after. Um, I can still remember uh, that day very vividly. Um, the 40th anniversary committee was meeting in the office right next to mine. And what they were doing is they were contemplating what the theme of the 40th anniversary should be. And what happened as I was sitting in my office is the door flung open (laughs) and the 40th anniversary committee uh, came out. And this is what I heard. This was a changing moment in the College of Nursing. And what they were singing is, Lord, I would follow thee with the lyrics by Susan Evans McLeod and the music by Newell Daly. And this is what I heard. I would be my brother's keeper. I would learn the healer's art. I would show a gentle heart to the wounded and the weary. I would be my brother's keeper. Lord, I would follow thee. This was a defining moment within the College of Nursing. In fact, I think probably one of the most, the finest and far-reaching moments. It changed things within the college. I was not in that meeting, but I have talked to the members that were in that meeting, and what they would tell you is it was a powerful meeting. They didn't go in thinking this is what the theme of the 40th anniversary would be. But what they would tell you is it was like there was divine inspiration. And they said, we knew that there was divine inspiration regarding, you know, what our themes should be that then permeated everything within the college. So beautiful. Susan Evans McLeod penned two additional verses of Lord, I Would Follow Thee for the college's 50th anniversary. Were you part of that collaboration at all? What happened during that? You know, the 50th anniversary was very significant, and I happened to be chairing that committee, and along with Elaine Marshall. um, uh, And as we were talking about significant things that could happen during that anniversary, one of them was to approach Susan Evans McLeod about writing some additional verses for that. And so I had the responsibility to contact her. And so I contacted her, and initially she was very hesitant to do it. But then this was the powerful thing to me. Uh, Within just a very few days, she called me back, and she was very tearful. And she said, I have just had a personal experience with a nurse in my own personal life that has made all the difference. And then tearfully she said, Mary, I know the power of a nurse, and I will write those verses. Do you want to hear what those verses are? Yes, please. Okay, let me tell you what those verses are. And and how I always think about these verses is I think about, I've been a nurse um, for about six or seven years where I actually practiced, and then I've worked with students. 
And nursing can be a very demanding career because you're dealing with very difficult situations with patients and families. And sometimes you become very fatigued in mind, body, and spirit. And you just think, can I do any more? I hear this all the time with our dear nurses who are working in um, facilities with COVID patients. They are drained to the core, and yet how we appreciate them. So when you think about these verses, this is what I think about when I read them, and this is what they say. Stir my heart with love's compassion when in weakness I withhold. I would heal as thou hast healed me, comfort, strength, and enfold. Stir my heart with love's compassion, Lord, I would follow thee. Precious fleeting is my time here. Whisper wisdom to my mind. Courage when my heart is aching. Faith when fear is all I find. Precious fleeting is my time here. Lord, I would follow thee. She captured in those two verses the things that nurses yearn for when they're struggling, when they're stressed within nursing. I thought she understands when she wrote them, and they were so powerful to us. And then what was neat is for the 50th anniversary, the women's course here on campus sang at our 50th anniversary. I can still remember them stretched clear across the stage, and we do have a recording of that. Wow. And it was powerful because they sang, Lord, I would follow thee, and included these two verses with it. So next year is the college's 70th anniversary. Can you help us understand the significance of the nursing program at BYU, like um, how the school came to be? You shared a bit about uh, President Henry B. Eyring, who was an apostle at the time, um, about his promise. is there anything you want to reiterate with that to just kind of help our, our students now understand um, kind of how significant our program is here? This is what you need to remember about our program. Uh, the College of Nursing was established in 1952, uh, but the very foundational tenets of the BYU College of Nursing evolved from the health and healing beliefs integral to the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And this is the thing that's significant when you think about the College of Nursing on this campus. Unlike any other college on campus, the college was established at the request of the highest levels of church leadership. We were requested to start a nursing program. And then when you look at what our roots and glorious heritage are, they came from the Relief Society Nursing Program, and the LDS Hospital School of Nursing. And so as I have studied the the history of the college and watched it over these last 40 years, as long as I've been there, I have become very aware that Heavenly Father is very aware of this program and that we have a divine destiny. And let me just tell you why that is. Yeah. Uh, a number of years ago, um, we were having our 
annual faculty meetings that we have every year. And our keynote speaker was President Henry B. Eyring, who was then Elder Eyring and the Commissioner of Education. At that meeting, he told about being president of what was then Rick's College. And he said that one day while he was president up there, he was pondering why there should be a College of Nursing, considering that colleges of nursing are very expensive. They're one of the most expensive colleges on campus. He said as he was prayerfully thinking about this, he said that he, he almost had the inspiration that it was very clear to him that the health and well-being of individuals was very important to Heavenly Father. And I have thought about that day so much. Because here we have the commissioner of education, an apostle of the Lord, saying the College of Nursing is very important to Heavenly Father because it blesses the lives of individuals. And so I think when we look at the College of Nursing on BYU campus, there is a divine destiny because we know how much it blesses Heavenly Father's children. And then as I have watched it over 70 years, it has increased in stature and recognition on this campus. I think that the College of Nursing is very well respected, not only for our educational programs, but for our faculty and what they're doing within the profession and all of those kind of things. So I think we're very, very, very highly respected. But it's interesting to look at what the historical evolution that we have in history that tells us we are important to this campus. Just one final question for you. Um, What does receiving the College Alumni Achievement Award mean to you? Now you're going to make me cry. To me, it's probably one of the greatest honors I have ever received. And it's because of who's giving it to me. I have spent much of my life here. I have watched the college grow. I've had the opportunity to interact with the faculty here. I've had the opportunity to be blessed to interact with many students. I know what the mission of the College of Nursing is. And so to receive this honor from an institution that I love and has been so much a part of my life, I am overwhelmed with it. And I'm so appreciative that they would think of me and give it to me. Um, Well, Dr. Williams, uh, thank you so much for your time and insight today. It was an honor to talk to you. Thank you. Did you know that the College of Nursing has a YouTube channel? Keep an eye out for unique videos about faculty, students, and the amazing things at the college. Subscribe at youtube.com forward slash BYU Nursing. So today with us, we have Haley Allen. She is with the first year mentoring program at BYU, and she's here to talk to us a little bit about what nursing students might be able to do to help out the first year mentoring program. Haley, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. 
Yeah. Well, hey, we go ahead and, and help us out um, at the very beginning here. I think it's been a long time since I was a freshman. I do have fond memories of having a first year uh, mentor, but maybe walk us through what is the first year mentoring program? Yeah, thanks. I'm always glad to hear when someone has a good experience. So that <laughs> makes me happy. Uh, so the first year mentoring program is a program established by the university for all first year students, where we basically pair brand new BYU students uh, with experienced upperclassmen to be a mentor and a friend to them throughout their whole first year. So from the time a student is admitted at BYU through their whole freshman year, they get to work with an upperclassman um, on anything they really want to help get them oriented to campus, to adjust to some of the major transitions of a new school year, and to kind of have someone to ask kind of your silly, uh, maybe embarrassing questions <laughs> to, uh, even though we don't think there's any embarrassing questions. So, what, are, what are some of those embarrassing questions you guys get asked? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, uh, I think a lot of people just want to know, like, where am I going? Like, where's a building on campus? <laughs> if you have that question, you know, your peer mentor can answer that. Um, as well as, like, you know, I'm trying to decide my major. I've come to BYU. All my roommates seem to know what they're doing, and I have no idea. And you're too embarrassed to tell somebody, you know, that you don't know or that you've changed your mind. So cover the gamut. <laughs> I love it. it the, the, the jack of all trades of BYU, right? Yes. Uh, you know, the intent is that you're going to meet so many people when you first come to BYU. We want you to have at least one person who becomes familiar and comfortable and friendly and um, there's some value in it is because they're a peer, you know, that's why it's a peer mentor. They're not a faculty member or someone else. Uh, they're actually someone that has recently been a first year student. So they're kind of a little closer to your experience and can relate to you a little bit better. Um, so for any of the upperclassmen that maybe might be nursing students or uh, prospective nursing students, what are some of the reasons why people choose to be peer mentors other than it's a job? Yeah, that's, that is a great motivation. Uh, <laughs> however, you know, a lot of this is a great job for nursing students because it really works on your opportunity to become a great communicator. Uh, some of the skills we work on as a mentor are listening skills, seeking understanding, building empathy, uh, and being curious about people, which are all sk skills you're going to use as a nurse. And so this is a great opportunity for those students to start working on kind of those interpersonal people skills um, that they're going to need, whether that's for interviews for school uh, or for actually working face-to-face -face with patients. Wow. That was pretty much all the aims of the BYU nursing program right then and there. So as far as like qualifications go, what do you guys look for in the hiring process from applicants who are trying to become first-year mentors? That's a great question. So you have to be at least starting your second year at BYU. You have to have attended for two major semesters. And we ask that you have a 3.2 GPA or higher and an ability to work 15 to 20 hours a week. So the minimum commitment is 15 hours. And some things that we're looking for uh, really are people that are interested in communicating with others. It's a face-to-face -face job sitting down with people. So if you're oh, not fine. comfortable talking to people, it's probably not a great fit. Um, but really looking for those people that are willing to come in with a growth mindset, people that are willing to learn and to maybe not be great at it at first, but to grow and to be challenged. Another great trait of someone that we're looking for would be someone that's good at managing their time. Mentors get to set their own schedule, oh. which is a really cool aspect of the job. Um, but they're catering their meetings around when students can meet. So someone that's flexible and can adjust their schedule. So if a student suddenly can't come to the meeting, it doesn't ruin their day, but that they can bounce back and say, that's okay, let's reschedule uh, and have that kind of time management skill. That's definitely a great skill. It's going to be good to learn in any occupation, especially in the nursing program. Do you have a lot of nursing students that are currently in, the, in your guys' program that are currently working with freshmen right now or? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we have a couple of nursing students. I wouldn't say a huge number, but we do have 
usually on our team of about 110 mentors, two to three nursing students. Um, as they get high up in their program, obviously it's a time consuming major. And so we tend to not have as many that are available to actually do the mentorship. We would like more, right? That would be great. We would love more. And we find, honestly, I can say that the, the nursing students that have been mentors for us have been some of our most like thorough, uh, impressive, professional uh, and empathetic mentors that we've had. And so I'm always so excited when a nursing student applies to be a mentor because I know they're going to do well at it and they can see direct application to their career. And so they're invested in getting proficient at the skills that we work on in mentorship. What would you say are some like the best parts about being a peer mentor? I think it's a lot of fun. You know, it's a job where you are, you're essentially hired to care about people and to be curious about people. And every student that you sit down with is different. So every day at work is a little bit different. There's a lot of variety um, and that your whole goal on your workday is to add value to a student's life or to help them overcome obstacles. And I think that's really meaningful. Um, a lot of people that apply for the job say they're seeking for a job that's meaningful. Um, not that working in fast food or custodial isn't valuable work, but it doesn't have that same human connection and ability to see that what I did today at work really made a difference in someone's life. Uh, and in mentoring, these, these mentors get to sit down with maybe an anxious student, help them talk through the thing they're worried about, find solutions and connect them to offices and resources to help them do that. And then the student's life improves. What about the hardest part? What's the things that make it a job and make it worth being paid for? <laughs> That's probably subjective and you'd have to ask my mentors entirely. But I think <laughs> a common frustration is that when you are doing a job that relies on someone else's agency, sometimes they might, the students might not choose to meet with their mentor or to meet as often or to be as enthusiastic as the mentor is um, or schedules change and you're, you know, you're reliant upon your student schedule matching yours. And so kind of working through that frustration of to do my job well, I need, I have a partner. This other person has to agree to the situation and invest in it just as much as me. Yeah. I imagine that's just like sticking someone with an IV that doesn't want it. It's kind of, <laughs> kind of in the same category a little bit. Yes. But, and that's definitely a valuable skill that I think a lot of our nursing students are working on trying to be empathetic, trying to be able to relate to people on a human level, but they are students. And so they're working on it. Do you guys have like trainings or anything to help students develop that empathy and develop those skills or are they kind of expected to just come in having all of those skills? Yeah, I definitely think that learning empathy and asking questions and being an interesting conversationalist is a lifelong skill. Uh, so we do not uh, just expect people to have those skills. Uh, even if it's an area that you consider a weakness, we're definitely going to train you. Uh, so we have a couple different trainings. We have a two week training before school even starts uh, that is quite extensive and uh, right before they meet their students at NSO, as well as weekly trainings every Thursday uh, at 11 for one hour a week. They meet with a group of mentors to be trained. And then they have some one-on-one -on -one training. Um, they get to be individually mentored one-on-one -on -one each week by a professional staff member. So they get their own mentorship where hopefully their life improves, um, but also they learn some good mentoring skills from an experienced professional and a lot of different opportunities for training. So we're always doing ongoing training um, over the summer if they get hired before summer before they start being a mentor, they do some online trainings, some modules that we've done through Learning Suite that include readings and videos and things like that on listening, asking questions and things like that. So lots of training goes into it, um, which is why we ask mentors to try and stay on for a whole year if we can, like to keep the mentor with their student in that whole first year. Oh, that's super cool. When I was talking to you briefly before sitting down recording this with you, you mentioned that 
um, you guys are going to potentially be hiring in the winter. Is that correct? Yeah. So we hire in October for winter semester. That will be our next hiring cycle. So the application is technically always open on our website um, at fye.byu.edu. And so anyone can fill out an application, but I'll be reviewing those applications for winter semester starting in mid-October. And interviews will be right before they leave for Thanksgiving break. Sweet. So it sounds like students um, can pretty much apply whenever they want, but you guys are going to start going through the applications in October for the winter semester. What about for the spring and summer and the fall? When do you guys hire the uh, prospective mentors for those semesters? Yeah, for students that want to be a mentor starting in a fall semester, we do the interviews the previous March. So March of the previous school year. Uh, so applications even need to be in by then. Well, Haley, what other advice or maybe things would you tell any of our nursing students or prospective nursing students um, that might potentially interest them in the first year mentoring program? So for any nursing students that are maybe thinking of becoming a mentor, I definitely encourage it early in your nursing program. It can be a little bit more difficult later in the nursing program. So I would say sophomore year, uh, considering applying to be a mentor. Um, but if you're looking for an opportunity to really do some hands-on things before you can get into the medical field, you're going to learn amazing skills that are going to be totally useful for your uh, nursing career. Uh, and there are a lot of pre-nursing students that want to be mentored, and they're so excited to talk to someone that has their same major mm. as them. Uh, we find that those pre-nursing students that are mentored by another nursing student uh, are so excited and so grateful to have somebody that understands their journey and is, can help kind of talk them through, okay, I know this is your first year, you can't even apply to the program, but what can you be doing? So it's a great resume builder. It looks, you know, it looks good on any resume and uh, you're going to learn amazing skills in listening, asking questions, empathy, as I said, uh, growing, you know, an ability to be resilient and to relate to people that are maybe very different from you, which is going to be invaluable as you move into the nursing field. Yeah. So Haley, a lot of our, a lot of our listeners to our podcast aren't only nursing students. They're also prospective nursing students because they want to get into the program. It's a pretty competitive program to get into. They want to know what the culture is like. Um, so for any of them that are listening, uh, that are freshmen, prospective nursing students, how would you recommend that they use the first year mentoring program to really take advantage of this mentorship opportunity that they have? I certainly recommend that if you are pre-nursing student and you're not sure what to do, respond to your mentor. They will be proactively reaching out to you to get to know you, whether that's over email, text uh, the summer before you get to BYU, or over you know text or email while you're here on campus. So I encourage you to either respond to the outreach that your mentor has done for you and set up a meeting with them and sit down face-to-face -face and actually get to know them and tell them what your plans are at BYU. As they get to know you better, the more they're going to be able to tailor what you're looking for, um, whether that's questions about pre-nursing uh, or just about your BYU experience in general. Um, a lot of students don't know what to say when they sit down the first time with their mentor. They just say, I got an email from you, so I'm here. And that's enough. That's enough of a reason to show up. Your mentor is prepared to share things with you that you didn't even know to ask about. Um, so I would say show up, be eager to learn, uh, be curious and uh, work with your mentor Text your mentor on occasion if that's more comfortable than meeting face-to-face. -face. And you can meet in person or over Zoom, so we're super flexible. Uh, and we actually have a space in the library called The Hub, uh, just on the first floor of the library where all the student meetings take place. And even if you don't have time to schedule a meeting with your mentor, you can just show up in The Hub and talk to any mentor that's there. That's awesome. I mean, with how competitive the nursing program is to get into, I think you want all the help you can get. And it sounds like the first-year mentoring program might be a good resource. 
Well, Haley, thank you so much for talking with us today. Um, it's been super awesome to learn about your program and how it relates to the nursing field. So thank you so much and I hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too. I loved your conversation with Haley. Um, I had a first year mentor, um, but I never met with her and I'm regretting it now hearing about, you know, how helpful it could have been and how great of a resource it is. Um, so meet with your peer mentors, guys. Fair enough. I don't think you're the only one that thinks that, Eliza. I did have a peer mentor. I did meet with him on a regular basis. He was a great guy. He definitely helped my freshman experience become a great one. And I think that put me on a good track for the rest of my career at BYU. So it's been really awesome. I also enjoyed your conversation that you had with the recipient of the Alumni Achievement Award, Dr. Mary Williams. She sounds like an amazing person. Yeah. And I even learned a lot more about her um, after the interview. Um, for instance, when she was a student in nursing school, she failed the bed making class. Bed-making? Yeah. Um, oh. And uh, the professor had to give her private lessons. <laughs> um, but apparently today she says she can make the tightest bed and best square corner. So obviously she overcame that obstacle and was able to continue her nursing um, education and career. For the past 20 years, she's been the chair of the Mountain View Hospital Board of Directors. And um, as an associate dean at BYU, she chaired 44 master's projects or theses and served as a committee member for an additional 42 and co-authored and wrote more than 30 publications focusing on timely issues and trends in the nursing industry. So she's really made big strides, not just at BYU, but um, in nursing as a whole. Wow. She is an amazing person. It's been so cool to see how she has affected the college nursing in such a positive way. Yeah, I really enjoyed talking to her. Well, that's all we have for you guys this week, but don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of The College Handoff. That's right. As you already know, we have new episodes dropping every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.